There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Flames Nation Radio, episode 59, Ryan Pike, Shane Stevenson. What's up, baby? And brought to you, as always, by the great people at DoorDash. Uh, spoiler, it's cold as shit right now. So uh, if you order DoorDash and avail yourself of their fine services, throw them a tip. Be a, be a good sport. Be a, be a good citizen. Throw them a tip. Uh, and also in this, uh, in a very snowy and cold Southern Alberta, we're also brought to you by Eau Claire Distillery, the makers of Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey, the Calgary Flames. So the last time we spoke, uh, the Flames had lost two games in a row and Shane was in the throes of despair. Since then, uh, the Flames have gone 0 for November, uh, as in they have yet to get a victory in the month of November. They have two points out of a possible eight points. Uh Let's go through the rundown and tell you Ooh. how the month has gone. Uh, the Flames played Nashville on Thursday, last Thursday. They lost 4-1 to to Nashville on Thursday. They did not play well. It was a bad game. It was – I having sat through it, it was both a bad game and a boring game in that the Flames did not play particularly well and not a lot of things happened. It was bad as every – when we talk about the stereotype of, you know, when you talk about when – Covering hockey occasionally becomes a job and it feels like work. It's the, the the line we usually throw out is some version of a snowy Tuesday or Thursday against Minnesota or Nashville or Dallas. This was the <laughs> Minnesota of, used to be the go-to. <laughs> this is the type of game we, we you throw out and go, this is when this becomes a job. So nice. it was a bad game played poorly. Uh, they were better uh, in their, on Saturday night against the New Jersey Devils. They got down three to one. And then they forced overtime, and then they lost. Uh, yeah, they lost. They lost on a, a power play in overtime when Elias Lindholm tried a pick play in the neutral zone. Daryl Sutter did not like the penalty. Uh, he did not think it was something that should have been called. They did. I I've been thinking of trying to think of someone else, like somewhere else that penalty was called. And the Leafs they called that on Justin Hall in the playoffs last year when the Leafs were playing. Yeah, it's so it's, it's incon it's inconsistently called at five on five. Yeah. When it's three on three, it's really obvious. Whoa. Yeah. So it's only, there's only sixty out there. It's very like okay, well you can't just stop that guy. Like, yeah. I hate, so if I hate letter, letter letter of the law, it was a penalty. Letter of the law, it's always a penalty, but it's especially a penalty when you have. 40% fewer guys out there. Yeah. So that, you know, that's just the flames lost. Uh, it was a Dougie Hamilton power play goal. Uh, it was part of what we affectionately called old friends week when uh, yeah. in the saddle dome on four consecutive days. So when uh, on Thursday, when Nashville came to town, they were led into town by Mark Jankowski, formerly yeah, of scored. the flames. He yeah. scored a goal. Dougie Hamilton scored a goal. On Thursday, on Friday night or Friday afternoon, there was a matinee game from the Calgary Wranglers where John Gillies played. And then on, I believe, Sunday, uh, the Wranglers played the Tucson Roadrunners and the Tucson Roadrunners feature Patrick Seeloff of uh, formerly of the Flames second round. Of, yeah, yeah, for a point per a goal per game flame who uh, famously got traded to uh, the oh. Ottawa Senators for Alex Chason, who yeah. simply, you know. He's always around. So I thought that was kind of fun. 
Uh, but anyway, so the the Flames finally hit the road on Monday. They they flew out to Long Island and played uh, a game a month after actually the 50th anniversary of the first Flames and Islanders game. Uh, the very first game the Islanders franchise and the Flames franchise played was at the old Nassau Coliseum uh, in October 1972. So 50 years and a month later, they play uh, a pretty good game, a pretty fun wa- game to watch in uh, the new Belmont Park Arena at, I guess, the UPS, the UBS Arena, but it's in Belmont Park, uh, New York, by the racetrack. Uh, beautiful arena. I've been told if you have a chance to travel anywhere, New York City area is always a great place to travel. Uh, and they have now have three arenas that are reasonably close to town, reasonable uh, a subway ride away. Uh, the most recently built and most beautiful of them is probably the UBS Arena. And the Flames lost in overtime in that game. Uh, it was very much a, a game the Flames had under control, and then they just couldn't hold on to a lead, much like the uh, you know uh, the, the game they had uh, earlier on uh, previous week against both Edmonton and the uh, the Seattle Kraken. They had a lead. They blew a three. They blew a three one lead. They lost in overtime uh, again. We'll get into this uh, when we talk about our player spotlight. It was a game defined by two plays at one end of the ice, one behind the net, one in front of the net, one in- involved in the third period in a tie game, Casey Sizikis cutting behind the net, uh, Jacob Markstrom behind the net, playing the puck as he will. Uh, Jacob Markstrom with his back to the play, having already played the puck, Sizikis blows past him to try to get to the puck. Uh, Markstrom kind of backs into him. Sizikis kind of has his leg out. As a result, uh, Markstrom, who did not see Sizikis as he was backing up, Falls ass over tea kettle. Flames are mad. Islanders are like, what are you so mad about? No penalty call. Then when they get to overtime, uh, after a whistle, Rasmus Anderson, as he will do from time to time, uh, wanted to assert his physical authority a bit. Gave a guy a bit of a shove. I believe it was Adam Pellick, uh, the the defenseman for the New York Islanders. Gave Adam Pellick a bit of a shove from behind. Adam Pellick falls ass over tea kettle into the net, dislodges the net. Big showy fall. He was legitimately shoved. There's no, if you want to say, oh, he, he, you know, it was a soccer play in a, in a hockey game with him selling the call a bit. I can't say he did or didn't, but he got pushed from behind for a guy you didn't see coming. So, I mean, that's not great. Following the game, I know there's a lot of criticism of the officials. The Flames got scored on on the power play that was that resulted from Anderson's penalty. It should happen. It should happen in overtime for sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Rasmus Anderson. Daryl Sutter following the game basically said, you can't do that. He thought it was a pretty clear cut penalty. Uh, much like, much like the Lindholm penalty that Daryl didn't like in the previous game. Uh, it's, you know, it's one of those penalties where when there's 10 guys out there, it's a little bit less obvious when there's three and the whistle's blown down and the guy falls straight into the net and it's big and Holy shit. What the hell's going on? Yeah. I can, I can see if you're a referee, you want to call that. Do do I think that Zika's making contact with the goalie behind the net was also a penalty? I'm inclined to think so because I'm I'm a hey. call everything like especially you didn't even give Calgary a power play that game. It, the, the ref yeah the was Flames had zero power play was absolute shit. It was the, the refs the refs have a tough job. I didn't love the job they did. I'm I more of a no. I am more of a call everything kind of person. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. But so did the Flames lose because they took a dumb penalty in overtime. Yeah. Did they, yeah. should they've gotten a power play late in the game? That's up to you. I think that, I think the Anderson penalty was the more egregious call. And so you got it. I think that's something you got to call in that game situation. But I also don't know how you don't call a goalie getting his leg taken out from him. There's even, so even if he was there's backing so into so much. Kadri got tripped blatantly on a breakaway. Uh, there's countless boardings and hooks, and they just didn't. They just didn't. They, they felt like a game. They New York didn't get a penalty. It until felt like Calgary had taken a two goal lead. They didn't get. They didn't. It felt like a, a let them play kind of goalie. game. But it was, it was, if, and if you're going to let them play, you got to let them, if you're going to do that, I think you should do that for the whole I game, was, not just suddenly. I was waiting play. after, after that Islanders first Islanders power play, it was, and it was such a terrible call. It, it, they, I was like, okay, well now Calgary will get one and they never got one. And I'm like, well, if you're going to manage the damn game, it, hypothetically, at least manage it fairly. Holy crap. That I, I honestly, that was, that was an atrocity of re- officiating and I, they get paid enough. I'm fine with being rough on them. That, that was terrible. That's not acceptable. People bet on this league. People bet money on this league. They can't be doing that. That's terrible. That's a a different segment chain. I know. That's still, it's just, it's, it's just unacceptable standard. 
And and the Calgary, Calgary did a lot of other things. They shouldn't have blown a 3-1 lead in the first place. So I'm not blaming the entire game on on the officiating, but it yeah. was absolute it was absolute horseshit. And let's Terrible. let's let's be let's call a spade a spade. Uh the Flames lost to the the Predators and they deserved to lose the Predators. They, they weren't did. good. Terrible. Uh the Flames got a point from New Jersey. They got yeah. outplayed for most of the they were behind most of the game. They clawed back, they stole a point. That was that was a well-deserved well, point. That was the game they shortened the bench, and everyone was up in arms. But if you look at the metrics, the entire team performance improved after all those benches. That was the game where uh, they played the game with no Michael Stone because Michael Stone got hurt for on first the shift. first shift. And then they played essentially four defensemen and also Connor Mackey occasionally. And then for the third period, they, they uh, benched Rooney, uh, Lucic, and Michael Backlund. Michael Backlund, Daryl Sutter's first round pick, got got benched. Uh, And yeah, he was he was not very good. A lot of guys weren't. They lost the game in overtime. Then the following game uh, in New Jersey, he scored twice. I mean, that's you know, I still I agree with you though. I think if you look at the the pattern that we saw, it was you know New. I I thought they were really good. For most of the game against the Islanders, they deserved to lose because they gave the game away. But I thought they, they had they better game management. I think they that get first more than period a point was, out of that game. That first period might have been the best first period we've seen them play. They completely the, the New Jersey first. first period was also really good. I'll yeah, say this they, about the New Jersey. Better. I'll say this about the Islanders and the Devils first periods on the road trip. You got to get more than they did out of those periods. You got to score more goals. There, yeah. if, there's been three periods where the Flames have absolutely dominated. And in those three periods, they have a total of three goals. You need, if you control play to the point that 75% of chances and 65% of high danger chances are yours, you need to come away with that more than one goal. You have to find a way to finish these chances up or you're just going to keep losing. And, and you the, need to defend we'll, in the third period as well. We will we'll just in, let all these cross crease passes. We'll get like, into this a little bit later uh, from the viewer mail or the listener real mailbag. mailbag section. Listener, viewer, Twitter, real one of these words, the mailbag. Uh, but you know, the, the Flames, Daryl Sutter said this a few times, they're not a team that's going to score goals in bunches like they did, so they got to work for them. And I thought they had a really good chance to rack up some goals early in both those games. And they just, they, we're, they're in a case where, you know, I, I wrote this on the site on, on Tuesday or Wednesday morning after the loss. Uh, your play turns before your results do. And the Flames have been pretty good for much of the last week. They've won zero games. That's just how it goes sometimes. They, I will say the Nashville game was an absolute stinker, and they should feel bad for performing like that in front of their fans. It was terrible. That was the game that everyone on the, everyone on the team used the word unacceptable two or three yeah. times in the press conferences. Use it five or six. Jeez, that was terrible. Um, the game against the Devils, the Devils were, are like the hottest team in the NHL, period. They're 10 and 1 in their last 11. They're, they're and so their metrics are And their metrics are unreal. You can't make a turnover against the Devils. They immediately turn and attack. Like there's there's zero turn time. There was a play. The puck went to be cleared. It hit Hishier's skate, and he immediately had it on a stick going back the other way in maybe about one second. And I'm like, you can't defend that. You just can't make that turnover. Nick DeSimone, I think a couple times. He's young. He's fresh. Yeah. Two NHL games. He's not. He's, he's not young. He's 28. He's, well, he's 28. But he's throwing the puck off the boards, and instead of getting it deep, it's going off the boards, bouncing into the middle. And these NHL players. Just quick strike back up. You're not prepared because you think you're getting the puck in deep and you didn't. And it's 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 biting the ass of all well, a lot of people. A lot well, let's, of people. Uh, let's transition into player spotlight. Originally, we we just we discussed doing Rasmus Anderson, and we will because Rasmus mm-hmm. Anderson just in discussion. But we had two flames make their flames debuts over the past week. Yeah, one of them actually made his NHL debut. So Nick mm-hmm. Simone. Uh, in the history of the Flames, I think it was like the eighth oldest Flame to ever debut with the team. Uh, he made his NHL debut uh, two weeks shy of his 28th birthday. He's 27 in like 340-something days. So he's one of the oldest first-time players in Flames history. Most of the guys ahead of him are guys that uh, played a lot in Europe and got drafted in the 90s when the draft rules were different. Uh, the oldest Flame to ever debut in the NHL was Sergei Makarov, uh, who was friggin' 31. And then they changed. Won the Calder. <laughs> yeah, he won the Calder, and then they changed the rules under the premise that 
this guy's been playing pro hockey for a decade already. What the hell? So they <laughs> changed the rules. They affectionately call that the 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 age requirement for the Calder the Makarov rule because mm-hmm. it should be called the Makarov rule because that's what it is. Well, yeah, I thought we uh, we saw two games of Nick D. Simone. We saw one game of Dennis Gilbert. D. Simone in his first game was fine. I thought he was pretty good. He uh, he threw. He I'll say this. So on one of the he he made a turnover kind of in the offensive zone that led to a devil's goal. Here's the way it was. D. Simone from the right point throws the puck towards the slot. You're expecting it's not so hard that it's a shot because it was very easily picked off. But it's also it also wasn't like a super buttery soft dish to no one in particular. He was throwing it at the net because he didn't really have a play beside him. So if right, you could have went, la- went into the corner. He if you throw it laterally, it. it's a turnover right up your gut. And if you throw it to the corner, there was guys in the corner. Like he the Devils just net. had position in everyone. So he went, eh, throw it towards the net. It got turned over, booted up, and the Devils got men uh a lot of guys up ice in a hurry and end up being a, a, a goal for, I believe Ryan Graves was the trailer yep. on that play. Graves, Graves uh, was the fourth man. in. yeah, uh, the, did the, did, did Nick DeSimone cause that goal against? No, Nick DeSimone was fine. Did Nick DeSimone uh, make a great defensive play in when he came back? You can make an argument. Yes or no. The, the ever, all the flames players seemed a little bit confused because of how much speed and, and men the Devils had coming their way that led to some confusion and gave Ryan Graves just a clear lane to the net. So it was yeah. it was more of a systems issue than a Nick D. Simone issue. The, I, I still wanted him to throw it in the corner. Against the, I, Islanders, against the Islanders, that was a Nick D. Simone issue. He played a very good game against the Islanders in his NHL debut. And then, unfortunately, the yeah, last period of, of the game... He, he and the weird thing is, so there was a there was an odd man rush, like a two on one, a quasi two on one, and the Islander player tried to get it across, and Nick D. Simone just snatched it away. He made a really nice defensive play, and then made a really dumb defensive play, throwing it up the throwing it in blindly into the corner, making basically making a, a clearing pass to no one in particular, and then Cobb Palmieri said thank you very much and scored. Um, that's you know that's where they are at. I thought D. Simone on the whole was largely, you know, I, I didn't notice he was playing most of the game. He was in both those games outside of those whoopsies. And honestly, even the, even the, the, the play on the goal in, in New Jersey, I didn't really think that's on him. I think he was making a play. Was it the best play Shane? We can argue about that because yeah, I pl- oh, when yeah. I play, when I play defense, they're like, if you don't have a play, just throw, if you need to throw it away, yeah. well, granted, don't throw it away. But yeah. if you're going to throw it away, Throw it somewhere that's not dangerous. The least dangerous spot on the ice is the corner. The second yeah. least dangerous spot is their net. So I can kind of get I get the idea behind yeah. what he was trying to do. The execution wasn't great, but the the, the thought process probably wasn't terrible. The, the, the thought I like not against the thought process, it's just the execution. Like if you're gonna do that, you can't you can't go off a shin pad softly and back the other way. It's yeah. gotta go off and, the shin pad and into the corner. And that's or, uh, or off a shin pad and not recoverable, not a soft enough shot that it hits their shin pad and it sits there. The and, corner, and, even if there's a guy in the corner that you don't have a guy, the guy could go in there and forecheck and keep the puck low. I just I didn't like it at all. It, like if you watch Zadarov or the regulars, they're constantly they're not against forcing it on net. Their their default is let's put it in the corner, let's battle for it, let's get a better opportunity. That's the kind of thing where if you're gonna throw it at net, you throw it high. You throw it a high or harder, a lot harder. Yeah. He didn't really have room to get any power on it. There's a guy on him, but yeah, you don't throw it at the shin pads. That's do you, do you know you who I hired. do you know who I kind of liked in their in their flames debut? You like Gilbert? Gilbert? Yeah, this goer is pretty good. Yeah, he was all right. He was he plays the he he plays a very similar like he's, there's not a lot of rush in his game. There's a lot of I'll make the simple pass out, I'll make the dump play in, and I'll stay at the blue line. Yeah, Dennis Gilbert, I think he's on a lot of teams would be a rock that. solid seven eight. I mean, he's in the AHL because the Flames have so many guys. But Dennis Gilbert, I mean, the worst thing to say about him is he's done remarkable. He got well, fight, he made a couple smart plays. He didn't get his head kicked in possession wise. He was he was there. He was fine. He, they didn't use him a lot because he's brand new, and because they were you know wow. they were in a tight game, so they couldn't really use him a lot late in the game based on the coach's preferences. But well, I this, you know this I this he was this, fine. This situation is an indictment on the defensive prospect depth the Calgary Flames currently have. 
It, it, they're calling up 28-year-olds to make their NHL debut because they don't have anything else down there. Who else is there? Well, there's Kuznetsov and Poye, but they're fresh. Like, brand new in the pro. You don't want to call Poye, them up. Poye has been really, really good offensively. Well, yeah, he's not great defensively. He's going to get had. there. He's, that's, so, that's been his MO since they drafted him. So, so good offensively. But, so good. But if you're calling up 25 and 27-year-olds, like maybe take a real hard look at your prospect pipeline on the decor. I mean, you know who would be really nice to have right now? Is a guy playing in Arizona. Maybe he should have had a better camp then. Should have had a better camp. Yeah, sure. Should have should have maybe had a lot of other things. But right now it's screaming to the to the fact that the Flames have no defensive depth in their in their prospect pool. Hey, let's they, uh let's talk about someone who was defensive depth and then he became really friggin' good. Rasmus Anderson's played a shit ton of hockey. Uh, he's he he's played twenty eight minutes, twenty five since since uh, when you don't have a Chris Tanev and you don't have a uh, Michael Stone and Mackenzie Weger is sort of playing all over the place. Well, Weger and Zadarov have been really good. You, they've been really leaning on uh, on Anderson and Hannafin to give them some uh, some easier minutes for everyone else. That's that's the if you look at the theme. Of the flames is they they lean on whatever the the incumbent pair is because they they like Zadorov but I think they get the sense that he has some limitations so they they've been trying to give him since since Tanev went down they they've been trying to ease off the tough 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 minutes and so they've been basically been using Anderson and Hannafin as the tough minutes pair almost exclusively and it's been going moderately poorly because I'm like, not it's just, okay I think it's just okay with it myself I like I, I was looking at numbers the other day and I really but together I I don't think that trend's going to continue they've always over the long haul of the season and we need to remind everyone we are what 12 games into an 82 game season as we record there's left. 70 games left yeah so like the, it balances out the numbers don't get regularized or normalized until 30 and they don't get truly randomized until 60 so they'll balance out it'll go better but right now they're having trouble getting out of their own zone and they're having trouble with the coverage in their own zone but on the power play and puck moving and if there's any play in the offensive zone, Anderson's on it. And the play stays alive. I'll say, I'll say, this. I'll say this. Anderson or- has been was very good at the power play the last week. They didn't get a lot of results into the last game or so, but like he's he's been he's the power play quarterback that I think they've been hoping he'd be. He's been shooting more, at least to chaos. He's been making smart shots. He's not just sort of throwing got you know big slappers 20 feet off the glass. He's making the guys in front of him get better chances because of those decisions. Uh, but I, I also think at five on five right now, they're a little bit discombobulated and yeah. I think it's making it, I think it's making it a challenge for them at five on five. We've seen well, that in their numbers. It'll it's at some point it'll, it'll balance out or they'll bounce back, but oh. it's uh, it's, it's very much like it's at this point, uh, thank God for the power play because at least in the power play, Hannafin and Anderson, granted separately, they're getting their puck touches, they're getting some confidence, they're able to do some stuff. But you know, it's a lot of it is just some, I think, some growing pains and some dealing with all the new and missing faces on that blue line right now. I, I, they're playing. The other thing is, this is why I hold back on my criticism too much. Is they're paying way more than any defenseman ever should right now. And that's because D keep getting hurt or D keep messing up and they need to ride them. And I think they're paying upwards of 28 minutes a night, 26, 28 minutes a they're night. Playing, they're playing all four, all four of the regulars, the Uyghurs, Adorov, Hannafin, and Anderson are getting mid to high 20s, depending yeah, on what happens with the third pair. Like Anderson himself was always the most played Flames D because he plays all situations, power play and penalty kill. So him adding a few minutes. So does Hannafin. An extra an extra two minutes a night is it's more than people think. When you're going full tilt and you're battling and it's physical and you're constantly and they have been buried in their own zone and you're running <sighs> and, around. And they've been playing white. They've played some good teams and also Nashville. Yeah, but like it's played, been like they haven't played some stinkers. They played some really good games. If you look, if you Jersey, look at if you look won. at the sample size of the teams they played, the teams they played, ha- like Seattle is surprisingly good this year. They're 
much, much better than last year. They're a tough out. Edmonton's legitimately good. Sorry, everybody. I hate to say that, but they are. Should really, be. the only team that you look at their record and go, ooh, they lost to them? It's Nashville. Everyone else, you can look at them and say, oh, you lost to them? Well, that's okay. They're pretty good. And they like, especially the toughness of the schedule. But I just think, you know, you're playing tough minutes. You're playing a lot of home games. Then you get thrown on the road. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're missing four guys. Like it's, well, it has no, it has not been an e- this is you know let's say this the flames did not go through a lot of adversity last year we'll get into this a little bit later they did not go through a lot of adversity last year everyone was healthy they got the bounces everyone awards everyone scored forty goals yada 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 everything outside of Monahan getting hurt and then everyone and their dog be playing injured in the playoffs for the most part eighty two games they had remarkable injury luck puck luck every kind of luck you could think of. Luck, luck, luck. Luck ran out this year. They are hitting Especially the back end. Yeah, Spe- they're well. I guess now Huberto's apparently, allegedly, we're not there in a boot, walking boot. After he, the game. he is in a boot. Yeah, so like that's There's no alleged about it. he's in a boot. Yeah, okay, he's in a boot. You you would know you you know Wes. Wes was there. Wes is on TV. Uh, right? My 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 colleague um, my my old uh, my old colleague uh, Dan Rice covers the Devils. He he texted me. He said, "Hey." Dude, you know Huberto's in a boot? No. Yeah, and then he tweeted. And I asked, and I asked, how was his hair? And he's like, his hair looks amazing. Always. Um, yeah. So like, I don't know, man. Like, this is like they they they've been playing well. Here's the thing: there's the process, and then there's the result. Is the process good? There was a couple nights the process was not good. That I'd, night I'd say last, of the last four terrible. games, they've played two and a half good ones. Yeah. The, the problem the, is they haven't played a complete sixty yet. And I think that's the thing that frustrates fans. What frustrates me is the game against the Devils. The Devils only had 1.38 expected goals in all situations, and they lost. You can't lose that. You have to win that. And and yep. everyone keeps saying, "Where's Huberto? Where's the goal?" Because that Where's was that you're talking about the uh, the Tuesday game, right? Uh no, yeah, yeah, the Tuesday. Yeah, game. the flame yeah. the Flames uh, got both their goals in special teams. The Islanders or the the Devils outscored them two uh, one. Special two. teams. Actually, I'll just score the I'll, I'll score them two I'll nothing, score even five. Two nothing, and then one. It was two nothing. It was two nothing five on five, and then the Flames outscored them uh, two one on special teams. Power play, but but everyone keeps clamoring. Where are these guys? Where are the goals? Where are the goals? I'm like, they need to stop these goals. It's not a matter of scoring more. It's a matter of preventing them. You shouldn't. If you have a three one lead with ten minutes left, you should win that game nine out of ten times. Ninety five out of a hundred. And they've, and they've lost three of them. In those, the last are, those are the types of games that good teams find ways to win. And unfortunately, right now, the Flames are playing fine ways to lose hockey. They play 40, 45 good minutes, often in a row, and then just the five good minutes they don't have, kill them. It's it's almost like every turnover, like, like they'll make four turnovers a game and three of them lead to goals. It's like they can't make – it's like they need to play a perfect game because – 
the goaltending doesn't bail them out right when they need it yeah. or the, the the play breaks down in such a manner that there's goalie has I'm no I'm 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 pro goalie I'm team goalie all the way I think it's the toughest job in sports if you look at the Flames goaltending I'd say since the Carolina game my my line on the goaltending is this the goaltending has been almost everything the Flames needed them to be Vladar has been consistently good Markshan has been consistently good. If you look on, back on tape on the goals they've given up, it's been absolute yard sale power play goals in front of them. There's been a couple of them in front of Markstrom where everyone just yard sales out the other way, and it's basically a wild up man rush towards them. Well, yeah, the, the, the devil, the the goals, the goals have been the Flames have been giving up have been largely high danger or high risk goals directly off turnovers or odd man rushes coming off turnovers or things like that. There's not a lot of sustained pressure leading to goals, which is, which is, which is to say something that when the flames get hemmed in their own zone, they really actually do know how to defend and keep teams outside. They can't do crap all on the rush right now. They are getting destroyed by speed. They do not have the foot speed to defend against a team. And and those are are the dangerous chances for goalies to see because you're sort of, you're not really, you're you're moving and you're not really getting your net behind you. But at the same time, I'll say this, the goalies, the goalies haven't let in bad goals, but I think they're at the point for the flames where to steal a game, here and there or seal a point here and there or turn an overtime loss into an overtime win or a regulation win. You, you need Markstrom or Vladar to make a, a miraculous save. And They've Markstrom- been making good saves. They've been making the saves you'd expect them to make. They just haven't been making miraculous saves and the flames well, have needed them with their play to be miraculous. Well, without Markstrom's play, you don't get the two overtime. Like, like, like this, he, he did enough to get them there. The team yep. should never have a couple of those. I always break down on beyond the box score in my in the crease section. I'm like, do I blame the goalie for this goal? I always, I'm like, I'm like, and the answer from Shane is largely no. Typically. No, I blame the team 95% of the time. It's very rare that I'm like, okay, that's on you. Like that's on you. You need to eat that. That's only happened really once like this last week. Most of the goals are okay. Well, you should have cleared him from the crease. You should have covered your man. You shouldn't have done that turnover. Like your goalie can't control that. Your goalie just needs to make saves. the hishier goal off the rush. I felt he cheated too far to the one side. The middle lane was covered. The defenseman was right with him and he gave him the far post and he went posted in. That's also a very skilled top five. But that, that's, that's also top the type of goal he gave against Palmieri too. The Palmieri yeah. goal opposite side yeah. was posted in. Yeah. I'm, and it's like, are you cheating? Are you showing? I'm not on the ice. I can't see the exact is it, angle. Is it, is, but or, like those it's goals, also a goal scorer's goal though. Well, it's very rare. Yeah, well, that's that's why I said Nico Hishier didn't go first overall. He's he's on another level this year. He's finally healthy. He's kicking. Jack Hughes is healthy kicking. There's no shame in losing two games to the Devils. There's none. They're, they are very good this year. <laughs> and the Islanders are different, and I was hoping they could take that, and they should have took Nashville, but they played an absolute stinker. And that's your week in a nutshell. And that's uh, and that I think Rasmus Anderson's sort of a microcosm of that. So we'll uh, we'll jump into a bit of oh. betting. Let's let's talk about Shane's uh, picks, the Betway picks of the day. Did every I get any offers? Did I get any offers on uh, FlamesNation.ca? Our buddy Shane uh, provides the bet the the bets of the day. He gives you some analytics and then he gives you some picks. And uh, Shane had a surprisingly good week. So the the Flames hosting Nashville, uh, he bet. Flames win and Duchesne to get a point. That did not happen. The Flames One did not those. win and Duchesne didn't get a point. He got an assist, didn't he? First he got goal. An assist. Well, it doesn't matter. It did not get converted. He bet Uyghur to get a point or more. That did not happen. And he bet the Flames puck line and the over five and a half goals. The Flames did not win. And also five goals, not five and a half, not over five and a half. That so, game broke me on the picking the flames to do positive things. By the way, so the next, you know, the next the trend for the next three, on, it's, it's on, not uh, on Saturday. Shane chose evil. Uh, he went uh, Jack Hughes to get one point or more. That that hit. Uh, he got screwed by the shot counter a bit. Uh, that sucked. He he went over sixty five point five shots, which usually has been a good bet for the Flames. And if you look at the other games the Flames played. They got a lot of shots and usually get over 65. You got 65, not 60, not 66. If they got one, if either team got one more shot, he would have hit it, but he didn't. That uh, one and hurt. then 
Kadri, one or more assists. Kadri got no assists. You got a goal. Then you got a, I saw that. I'm like, ooh. Should have done the point. I, 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 I banked on it. that one. I was banking on Manch, Kadri, and uh, Dubé, Dubé to find the chemistry, early season chemistry, that has not came back in any of the games. So, that's so and then the Flames hit the road. And you know what hit the road? Shane's lose the streak because the pick started hitting. Uh, the Islanders game, he went 35-plus shots, hit. Uh, he went Lindholm over two and a half shots, hit. And he went Islanders plus two and a half in the puck line, basically meaning that unless the Islanders lost by two and a half goals, uh, he, would, he would hit. The Islanders won that game, so he went three for three. And then the following night, uh, he picked Devil's money line, win. Hughes, one plus assists, sorry. This, he's like the only significant player on the island or on the Devils who didn't get a point that night. So they screwed you. Uh, Should have picked this year. I was debating. Uh, and then he went Flames thirty-two plus shots. That they hit. had that with they had that with like ten minutes ago. I was like, oh, so, okay. You know, it's as you can see. There's sort of a, a nice menagerie of things. Uh, when you're betting, it. when you're betting, you know, it's, you better bet on things that uh, you you know you want to see happen, think might happen, uh, and like. I'd say I'd say this. I'll say this. A pattern I've seen from you, Shane. Your shot prop. If you bet the shot props with the Flames when they're playing the style they're playing, it's it's uh, been hitting. Yeah, it's, either, been hitting, it, it, it's been hitting more than less. I think the, if 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 the only thing you bet on for the Flames was over under on shots, either for individual players or for games or or the team, you're probably not doing poorly. You're never well, going to get amazing odds on it. But if you want to grind a bit and make little bits at a time. It doesn't seem like a bad strategy. Shout out to Zach Lang. I've been watching his Betway Bet of the Day videos they do on Oilers Nation. Terrell is um, amazing. And he, oh, fantastic. I, uh, I'm i jealous of his beard. I got rid of mine. Uh, but he's been doing, he's been on a streak of just picking shot props. So I was like, I'm going to pick some shot props for the Flames. Like that's the Lindholm one. And I was like, we'll see if it hits. And it immediately hit. So I was like, okay. But the one thing that can derail everything is if, you if the game doesn't go anywhere close to your expectations i.e nashville <laughs> nashville so i was like they should have everything about both charts and everything said calgary should have come in and thwomped them and they played their worst game ever and that is the danger but as you can see they start we still start to hit more and more and as i get a hang of what's more likely to happen the more games you get the more likely you can see what's going to happen um that's it, just what, all statistics what, are that what, way what can we what can we say shane it's uh, life is chaos and hockey is chaos and ice and that's what we've learned from chaos and chaos bottled it's chaos bottled in a chaos bottled in chaos it's it's hockey baby the puck can bounce anywhere you want and mcdavid will burn you that's how hockey works so that I think that I think that will wrap a bow on our Betway segment. Uh, once again, you know we're we're really excited to have uh, Betway on board with the the network as a sponsor. Uh, you'll see them uh, throughout our content. Really excited to have them on board. Uh, it's, uh, I believe it's Ontario nineteen plus. Please bet responsibly. Uh, Chain does a really great job with uh, the bets of the day. So take a look out for them every game day. Usually they're uh, about an hour or two hours right after my uh, my Flames game day preview pieces. So uh, you have those two things, hand in glove, uh, providing you with both a gambling and non-gambling look at the game ahead. And uh, if you want to gamble, gamble. If you don't want to gamble, don't gamble. But whatever you do, make sure you have fun. Speaking of fun, Shane, we got listener mailbag. Read your mailbag. mailbag. Twitter there mailbag. Was some, there, was mailbag. Some good, there was some good questions this week. There's, a, there's one we didn't go with. And we'll just say, let's just say. I loved it. I loved it. It was, it was, we're not going to answer it. It's from Lukey World. It's a fan. You just asked the question. Uh, Are we fucked? The short answer is no. No. (laughs) No. This is a bonus. It was a great question. We're about 40 something minutes into this episode, folks. And I think we've given you enough reasons why the flames and or we are not fucked. But yeah, yeah I, mean, I love you know, that question because I was like, I was like, it's there's 70 games left, man. <laughs> like, like, and that's that's the not even like, like everyone wants to panic right now. But I'm like, look at the Pacific. There's really only three teams you've got to vault over. They're fine. It's not like they're losing. Yeah, they've lost six in a row, but they can you, easily go on a win five. Don't need to be the fastest. You just need to be faster than the bear. That's good. Damn good. So, Lukey World, we loved your question, but the one that we're actually going to ask comes from Eldon McDowell at 
Edia Blom. Uh, he says, obviously, there needs to be a shakeup in the room. What are our options right now? Question. Do we make a call up, pursue a trade, or just try to ride it out? Ryan. Well, they don't have any cap space, so making a trade would have to be money in, money out, and that's probably not something that a lot of other GMs want to do to help out the Flames. Uh, the A call-up would depend on the injury status of Jonathan Huberdeau, and also uh, right now the Flames, uh, as we record, they have 23 players in the active roster, including Chris Tanev, who is not on the IR yet. He might be, he might not they can be. Retroactively. They can retroactively put Tanev in the IR, but then they still wouldn't have cap space. So then they need to put someone in LTIR, possibly Shillington, to open up cap space. So that is, that's a long way of saying they could, if they needed to or really wanted to, open up a roster or spot or cap space to call somebody up. I don't think they want to do that because I think they want to avoid LTI for as long as they can, but it's an option. Um, the only I, one on IR right now is Stone, right? Like yeah. they put Stone on IR. Stone and technically Shillington's an IR too. Is 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 is, is IR? You would know. Is IR seven days minimum? IR is seven days. Uh, LTIR means that from 30. the date of the injury, you have to miss ten game ten games and twenty four days. So, so they could if if I mean once the player's out twenty four days or you play ten games, you might as well. The, the, we're thirty days in the season as we record this, and Shillington's already missed all of them. So the Flames could throw him on LTI, I believe. Uh, we don't know this for sure, but this is what we've been led to believe by the league. And also, people, please stop asking about Oliver. He, we are respecting his privacy. Please just leave his situation be. Like, there's countless questions every game. Like, just please leave it alone. It's because um, people miss him. People, um, but yeah, um, I'd say for shaking it up, honestly, I think you try to ride it out. But I'm, I'm a fan of you know. I, there's been countless losing streaks in Flames history where coaches, after squeezing the stick too hard, just do a practice where they play like there's one there's one game. I think it was like a Super Bowl weekend where the Flames hadn't been playing good. And <laughs> I forget which coach it was. I forget which coach it was, but they went to the crowd. They played baseball like they they got like dodgeballs. They basically played kickball on the ice after a practice just to, for shits and giggles. And like they, they were, they were goofing around. They were loose. Like, I think the problem is when, when you're losing and you're worried that like, especially like Shane and I just mentioned so far, the flames are playing. Like they think any freaking mistake they make will end up in the back of the net. And so they're, you know, you play arguably sometimes too tight and too cautious and you need to have a little bit of looseness in your game in order to be really good at it at times. And I'd say, you know, maybe having a way to sort of knock the, the the doom and gloom off and sort of have some fun would be something like that. I'd say this, you know, what's really fun. Winning hockey games is really fun. That'd be a, a, an easy elixir. It seems like right. you get a slump buster and then they'll things will start flowing in the absence of that. I think you got to, you know, you got to stick, you got to stick with the group, uh, even though you're missing four key players right now. But I think finding a way to sort of break out the doldrums a bit might be the thing to do it. Like it might just be something as simple as one of the leaders in the room just playing some loud music just to sort of knock people out of their comfort zone or sort of loosen things up a bit. Yeah, I, 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 the one part of the question I didn't like, uh, if I can pull it back up, my phone's being really stupid, um, was the obviously there needs to be a shakeup. There doesn't obviously need to be a shakeup. Teams can lose games in a row it's, it's the other team is just trying just as hard to beat them as they are to beat them like it's it's not obvious uh i mean the one thing, the one thing that stands out, the one thing stands out about this rough patch is there's no there's no single player that stands out as okay are you gonna do it are you gonna be the guy that pulls out we don't know yet this is a new team yeah. someone needs to step up the opportunity's there it's just just sitting there waiting uh, so far, the only player that's done it consistently is number 91. He's the only guy that comes in every night and finds a way on the score sheet, um, th- no matter what. He's at what, 12 points in 12 games, I think. Something I'll like say that. this. I'll say this. He he had got a power play goal against the, the Devils, but he was also dash two. Oh, I hate plus minus. I, I get it. But you know I, what I mean? Yeah, so I think, yeah. I think that's – I agree with you. I think Kadri has been probably the most consistently eye-popping player – but there's also stretches of games where he sort of fades into the background. Well, and the problem is when he fades, there's nobody else. Like when he fades into the background, there's not a single other person other than Backland. Other than Backland, 
in those last two games that have stood out as maybe not driving maybe, everything. Maybe Markstrom, but that, that's unf- he's a goalie. Where's 88? I'm sorry, you just got a brand new contract. Where are you? Like, yeah, the, the, the poor guy just absolutely stopped on the doorstep in New Jersey. Like, I, that one I felt bad for. I was like, come on. He put on. it right into the pillows, though. Right into the pad. But I'm like, like you know, you like part of this is you, you're the goal scorers. The center's are supposed to be driving play. That's right. Do you need to finish a goal off? Dubé disappeared again. Hot start. That, the same thing we've seen. Everything he's giving me Sam Bennett flashes. He's here. He's gone. He's here. He's gone. It's not quite Rennie Bork level, but it's but it's that still- okay. But in 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 uh, in the in the Askers' defense, yeah. If if so many guys are sort of fading into the background, then how like. You need to do. I think if you can, if the coaching staff or whoever can do something to tease out someone to be a bit more outstanding, something like no, like the leaders on the team aren't the guys that get the top power play time. Like they're like right now, they're the new guys that are getting the top power play time. The leaders in the room aren't the guys that typically go out there and get the best opportunities to make the difference. And yeah. and it's 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 a real. Weird shift, weird, weird personnel change in Calgary. We it's knew this a, was coming. A, we talked about how it's not going to be seamless and there's going to be rough patches, but in the end, it should work out. Should. Welcome should to the rough patches. This, yes. this is a team, like I said, hadn't the had to deal with a lot of This is a team that hasn't had to deal with a lot of adversity over the last year. And yeah, it's smacking them in the face. Look, we got, you know, in the words of Lou Brown from Major League, let's see how they react. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I personally, uh, I think this next week should breed about like they're good. they're not going to lose every game forever either, folks. They're going to get another win. After you get that win, let's see where they can go. Right, that's, that's a good that's step. a good transition. Coming up this week, Thursday night, the Flames are at the TD Garden in scenic Boston, Massachusetts, to play the Boston Bruins. I'm willing to bet that even though it's school night, Matt Coronado will be in the house. Harvard's Matt Coronado, Flames' top prospect, seven points, four oh, games. Yeah, willing center. to bet. All of, a sudden, house. all of a sudden, he's a center. By the way, like he's the number one center at Denver this year. He's not playing on the wing. Harvard. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I said Denver, didn't I? Harvard. Sorry. I I always have a little bit of Kale McCarr stuff in the back of my head. I'm sorry. Um, we'll see what happens in March. Uh, Saturday night, the Calgary Flames are in action against the Winnipeg Jets back at home. If you are watching the game live and in person, good for you. If you're watching it from home, we've got a treat for you because Rick Ball is apparently going to be back. Uh, our friend, uh, friend of everyone in Calgary sports, Rick Ball, good human being, great beard, great voice, very tall man, very nice man, has been that. sidelined. Uh, he had a health scare uh, he detailed it on the Eric Francis show on Sportsnet 960 The Fan about a week ago. Uh, long story short, he got a blood clot that went into his lung and caused some uh, just some scary shit. So pulmonary embolism. Uh, very glad to hear that uh, that Rick's back in action and doing well. And uh, you know, I don't I, think he'll be traveling for a little while, but I'm just glad he's back in the booth because he's very good at what he does. He's also just a good dude, and I haven't seen him in a while. I've never met Rick, but. Watching Flames games, he's brought a lot of joy and passion to a lot of people in this community. And I just want to say I'm so grateful you're healthy, Rick, and I'm so welcome to have you come back into my TV. And I am so excited. So Monday night, it's a weird one. It's a 6.30 start. 6.30 on a Monday, Calgary Flames hosting the Los Angeles Kings. It's a 6.30 start for TV reasons, my guess is. I, I it seems weird to me. Monday but just beware if you're coming to the game on on Monday, leave early, earlier than early because there's going to be traffic, there's going to be headaches, and it's a six thirty start. So I if, believe it. You know, I will. Uh, we're giving you the heads up now. Tell work you got a stomach thing, you got the poops. I don't know. Make up an excuse to sneak out early. GTG, or, baby. There's Flames hockey. Exactly. Uh, so those are the three games coming up. Uh, as always, you can catch all of your fancy schmancy Nation Network content on our Nation Network YouTube page. You can subscribe to the Nation Network on YouTube. You can subscribe and then go to the playlist button. Hit playlist. Go down to Flames Nation and bookmark the Flames Nation page. So you just go straight to our stuff. Uh, all our stuff is on YouTube. Pat Steinberg's Flames Nation Live. Shot down in flames with various characters. Flames Nation Radio with us, the friendliest people in the world. 
And of course, burn burner with our surly guys, uh, Boomer, Pinder, Rat. They they've been very good this week. If Did you haven't finish? caught their, if you've not caught their stuff this week, uh, yeah, they're, I think they're getting better every week. They, they had a, they've been they're in rare form this week, so you can they're, check out every Pinder's single episode. It too. Pinder even said his last two episodes are the best yet. Yeah. So, the, so I'm wondering uh, if he's going to start doing donuts with the with the youngins in the nation truck that he just got. So I'm, or I'm the nation jeep. The nation jeep. I don't know which one he got. So that's why uh, we'll see. If you see the nation jeep around town, folks, it's Boomer. It's the jeep's Pinder. So you'll you'll see them. You'll see them. Anyway, bookmark our stuff. Like, subscribe, share, tweet. Shout at people on the street to listen to Flames Nation Radio and subscribe to the Nation Network content. Uh, that's all for us this week. As always, we're delivered to you by DoorDash and presented by Eau Claire Distillery, Rupert's Whiskey Makers, the makers of the Rupert's Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Calgary Flames. And hopefully, over the next seven days, you get a chance to toast to a Flames victory because wins are more fun than losses, and drinking a Rupert's Whiskey after a victory is presumably much better than doing so after a loss. Yeah. Uh, that's all for us we'll see you guys next week take care normally being a little extra might be a bit much but not when it comes to healthcare. that's why united healthcare's health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.